Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? On today's program from Canada, we have Mike Fletz. He is from the How to Hardscape podcast. Welcome back to the program, Mike. Paul, thanks so much for having me back. Do you go by Michael or Mike? Mike's good. That's nice and easy. Okay. I got to interview um, Mark Bradley from Canada uh, I've not, I don't think I've ever gotten like nervous, nervous for a podcast interview, but I was terrified. I don't know why I was just sitting there. Caleb, like hyped this guy up so much, but he sounded just like you. Your guys' accent is, is very similar. <laughs> I, I did, uh, hear that interview and I did talk, uh, hear you talk about how it was just like a three minute interview because <laughs> I got thought it was like 20 minutes had gone by. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm shaking. It was like, we got done. It was like seven minutes. I was like, I ran out of questions. I was I was off my game that day, but, uh, I mean the dude, you probably are familiar with his company that he built beach gardening landscape, something like that. He said it yeah, was like 50 TBG million or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was one of the low points of my podcasting career, but we're bouncing back. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> so what you been up to, man? Uh, what have I been up to? Just uh, working away, hardscaping and uh, working away at how to hardscape everything that we got going on there. So uh, it's been a busy, busy season, a busy, busy year. I don't even know the last time that we talked and I was actually on your show and you were on my show, but I'm sure uh, a lot has changed in both of our lives since then. Yeah. So what's changed in your life? Uh, mostly on the how to hardscape front, uh, we worked on getting more video content out. So we worked on growing the, I am a hardscaper YouTube channel and, uh, as well as our members only platform, which we're using for training and such. And then, uh, recently we've moved, we had a budget and estimate spreadsheet. We've actually moved that online. So it's actually now a software, which will be released very shortly. So what I'm just essentially trying to do is create resources, not only for my business, but other people can also sign up and train their employees when they get onboarded with these uh, training resources, videos, as well as software to help them budget estimate, um, you know, and so on with their, with their uh, company. That's fantastic, Mike. So do you run a traditional hardscape account, a hardscape business or are you doing 100% building these resources and, and, and uh, being more of a consultant to the industry? The moneymaker is still the business. So the moneymaker is the hardscape business. Uh, it was, I, I want to keep it small. I've always wanted to keep it kind of one crew, maybe two, but, uh, still that one crew operation, a little bit of struggles this year in terms of uh, employees, but, uh, still plugging away. I, I love to be out in the field. So that's the number one thing, the, my number one priority, uh, and how to hardscape everything that we got going on there is always uh, secondary to that. Yeah, for for now, wait till if it blows up, then you're in a predicament because it's like, what do you do with the time? It's crazy how much 
like opportunities out there. There's guys that listen to my podcast um, or used to listen to my podcast, like Al Blades, this YouTuber, and um, a handful of these guys. And they started like, you know, YouTube and I'm doing a, a lawn mowing thing. And the next thing you know, they're making more money on YouTube than their, their whole, you know, route all to combine. Like, and then it's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, dude, go make your YouTube videos, make that YouTube money out. And now, now he's, uh, he's talking about retiring. I was like, oh man, <laughs> you must've made a lot of money, but it's, it's cool to see guys have, um, all these opportunities open up because you're the internet and you share your knowledge. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I'll, I, I'll never kind of want to get out of the field completely. I think uh, if I start to, you know, as things start to go in terms of the online thing, I'll hire more so for the online mm-hmm. to be able to keep me in the field because okay. I, I do really enjoy uh, being hands-on in the field. I've thought about that quite a bit, actually, and I think that's the route that I would go. There you go. And now you say you like being in the field and you got one man crew, but you had employee issues. So I'm, I'm calculating a two, three person crew. And it sounds like someone might've left your team last year. Can you talk a little bit more about that? A couple of people left the team, leaving me all alone. So <laughs> that's, that, uh, it, it's difficult, especially when you get to the end of the season and, um, you know, once one person leaves and then the next person kind of falls and then I'm starting that final job of the season, it, uh, it, it didn't make sense for me to hire somebody for that to end that final job. So I went alone at that final job. Uh, it was difficult. I didn't quite get it done, unfortunately, but that's all right. The client's amazing. They knew kind of going into it, what they were getting into. But, um, yeah, I would say that was a difficult way to end the season. And, uh, but I still loved it. It was nice to, you know, enjoy myself alone to end the year in the field, uh, for what it is, but it's always nice to have that extra helper at least. Yeah. What is, um, excuse me, I'm moving my, uh, stand up desk here. I'm sitting down. I'm, I'm moving it. I gotta be mindful guys. We're putting our content on the social media now. So I have to like have my head at the right part of the video and and you're wearing a black shirt as well they say you should wear a black shirt so when they put the text like on your instagram reel or tiktok or whatever it's popping on your shirt so yeah that's good yeah i I don't know if you intentionally wear your black shirt there but it'll be it'll look nice on the ig reel but um okay i was trying to say something about canada and your weather and like how do you keep an employee because in atlanta if you have a landscaping business you work year-round so your employee, yeah, you might give them a little less time in January if, if when everything's dormant. But how in the world would you keep an employee in Canada over the winter? Uh, I know guys do a lot of different things. Uh, I still have not come to the point where, you know, they, they just get laid off essentially. But I know guys do a lot of different things. Snow plowing would be a, a big one, especially here up in Canada. I've done snow plowing once. I'll never do it again. So that's not an option for me. I know people do inside work. People try to extend their seasons as much as possible. Right now, I could essentially still be working with the weather that we've been having up here. We're in the positives. It is a little bit uh, sloppy. So you'd want like your bases in. But essentially, I'm hoping for next year that I'm actually able to just get a bunch of bases installed. And then I can just be laying and kind of finishing up little touches that, you know what, I can keep two guys going throughout the winter as well. uh, As long as we don't get a big dump of snow right now, no snow on the ground here. So we could essentially keep on going. 
there's inside work that you could do as well. Uh, for me personally, this is my time to focus uh, solely on how to hardscape and everything that we got going online. So that's what I'm doing. It'd be nice to get somebody that is kind of like me in that sense, or at least want to learn, you know, have the hands-on experience of hardscaping, but also wants to learn a little bit more of the online things that, you know what, I could hire them. They could work with me uh, in the hardscaping business throughout the season. And then in the winter, kind of join me in an office and kind of plug away at what we got going on online as well. Fantastic. Well, tell us how the podcast has been since we last talked. Any noteworthy guest, any you know, highlight moments you want to share that kind of stood out to you as the host? I personally, how's the, how's the podcast been going? It's been going good. It's, uh, it's my favorite thing to do, honestly, uh, in terms of what I'm doing. Like, I love being out in the field. Don't get me wrong, but I just love talking to people, uh, being interviewed, maybe not so much. I don't like having (laughs) the spotlight so much. I like being the one asking the questions and getting to know people, but Still, uh, the podcast has been so fruitful. And uh, with that being said, we've also started a new podcast. But uh, going with the How to Hardscape podcast, the best things, and I've always said this, is the episodes where I bring on a hardscaper and do a deep dive into their business and really get to know them. I've made a lot of great relationships. What essentially we do, it's called the I am a hardscaper interviews, Mm -hmm. where I bring on a hardscaper, we do a deep dive into their business. And then we do the I am a hardscaper roundtable. So we bring back two to three of them, sit down and just like go at it, whatever comes up. There's no like script or anything like that. And then we've got the and then after that, we've got the I am a hardscaper roundtable rally where everybody that's gone through the roundtable, I've got them in a chat group. I put a, something in the chat saying, hey, if you guys want to show up, I'm doing an interview at this time. Whoever shows up, shows up. And we just talk about a specific topic. So we get very, very fine with that. Lots of great guests that just sit down and give me an hour of their time, which is amazing. So uh, the I am a hardscaper interviews are by far my favorite. What's been some nuggets that you have taken away uh, hosting those and and having these uh, fine gentlemen share their um, business success stories? You know, my struggle right now in business is employees. So things like that really stick out to me. I will say that one of my favorite interviews this year actually wasn't from the I Am A Hardscaper series. It's actually from an interview with a consultant in our area. And she talked about culture and she talked about specifically, you know, the next generation coming up. How do you guide them towards uh, what they want? Like what, what, how do you steer your business in towards the direction of what that new generation wants? And they want something that's defined. They want to know what their path forward looks like. And it's also something that I'm trying to build out with what we're doing online with our members only platform and our software to really define that path forward for the employee that's coming in. They don't want to, you know, apply for a job and you just tell them, okay, you're in, show up at this job site and we'll throw you into the deep end. They want some sort of guidance from the start to the end and what their career projectile or projective would look like for them. So I'm really trying to double down on that, especially in this off season to really implement a process for onboarding an employee 
and giving them resources before they even show up to a job site so that they are showing up to the job site, not looking out like a fish out of water, that they're understanding certain tools and they're just not made to look like a fool in front of everybody on the first day and everything like that. And to also provide them with resources that they can continue their learning and help them level themselves up so that they know what their sort of framework is in the business to help them get to the next level, each step of the way, essentially. And then she also talked about not having a vertical hierarchical, I don't know how to say that word quite quite properly. Yeah, sure. That one hierarchical uh, structure, but more of a horizontal where everybody's on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. And somebody said something uh, earlier on our podcast, which was nobody's too good for the wheelbarrow. And that really kind of stuck with me and and whether or not, you know, you know, you run those manual wheelbarrows in your business, but uh, just that thought process of, you know what, this, this business owner shows up on site and even though he's the business owner, he'll get on the wheelbarrow. He'll do the most difficult sort of task on that project. Nobody's too good for the wheelbarrow. Everybody's kind of on that same playing field there. Uh, that really stuck with me. And that's kind of something that I'm taking to heart in this offseason. Hey, guys, Paul here. And I want to tell you about an exciting event happening here in Atlanta called Synced Live. The dates for the event are February 6th through 7th, 2023. That's a Monday and a Tuesday. It's going to start on Monday afternoon at 3 p.m. and then be all day Tuesday. I'm going to be there. Really looking forward to this expo. It's going to have 70 plus innovative products and services. There's going to be a drink reception on that Monday night, February 6th. And then on Tuesday, February 7th, guys, at Synced Live, there's going to be demonstrations educational sessions and plenty of industry inspiration now you can get your all access pass to expo and all the education sessions for only 99 dollars. this is the only event shaping the future by connecting all aspects of the landscape industry into one event and it's in my city atlanta georgia right across the street from our baseball stadium where the braves play so we want the next generation of landscape owners and decision makers to be there i'm gonna be there hopefully you will be as well to register all you got to do is click on the link in today's show notes. We hope to see you in Atlanta this February. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Track It, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Track It with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Yeah, I saw a viral video recently with this guy's taking the wheelbarrow up a hill and then it tips over and, and the mulch falls right on top of him. It was pretty funny. 
I saw that. I saw that. So yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the uh, budgeting spreadsheet. It sounds like it's transitioning in its form, but at the end of the day, a big part of our programming is the know your numbers aspect of understanding budgeting and tracking your finances. And you seem like you're uh, a spreadsheet uh, extraordinaire. So tell us a little bit about how that product came to be and, and how you're helping people budget better and understand their numbers. Yeah, so that everything that I've built kind of came into play with my own business. So out of necessity, I became a spreadsheet person. Out of necessity, I learned to really love my numbers. And uh, that wasn't in my nature. I wasn't so much a math head or anything like that. But out of necessity, I built this spreadsheet that helped you create a budget in your business, help you input all your overhead expenses and what that's actually going to cost you in a year, input the amount of... Uh, days in a season, how many hours per day, how many hours you have in total for that season to be able to recoup all that overhead and all of your labor expenses and what goes in with your labor expenses and your material costs and creating a catalog so that you can just simply do an estimate from that and take a portion of your overhead expenses based on the amount of hours for that project and the amount of hours in your season and a percentage of that. Um, it was really a great spreadsheet and I got a lot of amazing feedback from that spreadsheet and still to this day, continue to get people reaching out to me and saying, Hey, this spreadsheet really helped me in my business and I don't know where I would be without it. So after launching that spreadsheet, I think I launched that beginning of 2020. I remember I, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I updated it a couple of times to include certain things. For example, uh, job costing. So after that project is completed, they can actually input their actual numbers and compare them to their estimated numbers. I included automated forms. So whatever materials they included, they were auto-populated into a form. So you get that item list uh, pricing for a client for a sales quote or whatever that might be. And then it just got to a point where I knew the next update was time tracking and timesheets. Mm -hmm. And with a spreadsheet, it's just not efficient. Even with a spreadsheet and doing a budget and pulling estimates from a budget, it's just not super efficient, but it is doable. And uh, I just knew that that next step was timesheets. And I knew if I wanted to include that update, it was a software that I had to go. So in order to serve our existing clients with the budget and estimate spreadsheet, as well as future clients, uh, or, you know, audience members that want to hop in, I knew the software was the best way to go about that. So essentially, the software will on launch include everything from the budget and estimate spreadsheet. And then we'll just continue to upgrade it as we go along. So uh, first upgrade after that would be timesheets, time tracking, scheduling. And then we're just going to continue to build it out and create a great resource. And it's it's part of the members only platform, which also includes uh, course content. If you want to train in your, your employees, if you want to learn hardscaping yourself, anything like that. So that's kind of the way, the direction that we're going with that. That's fantastic. It's cool to watch all of this evolve. And when I started in this industry, I couldn't even find a podcast about lawn care or anything. I think Julio Tomei was the first one who started a podcast a few years after I started my business, the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Then eventually Stan Genetics started cranking out some and But it was hard to find information like this. And now you got the how to hardscape. Um, our mutual friend, Caleb Allman's got the, he's got a hardscape academy. It's like 
you guys can learn without going to college. You can go to the how to hardscape and and you can get all this information that wasn't here 10 years ago and, and you really get a step ahead. So I, I appreciate you doing this for the community. Obviously you're pro- hopefully profitable and <laughs> making a profit doing it, but it's changed. It's helping a lot of people. So building a software is not cheap. So yeah. profitable. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> we'll see in the future. And uh, yeah, what Caleb's doing there with the hardscape Academy. And uh, as we're speaking and recording this, I don't know when this is going to launch. He He's had his first in-person mm-hmm. training just starting super cool to see that happening. Uh, big, Congratulations to Caleb and Brittany there. Yeah, I was watching Brittany's Instagram story yesterday, which by the time this podcast comes out, it's probably like a week ago, but she was crying. She was trying to like get it together um, because they were having their first in-person training at the shop. And I connected with Caleb and Brittany way before. I, I probably had 500 Instagram followers. I, I, and I had no podcast, no clout, nothing. But Caleb was my friend because I'd reach out to him and I'd watch his, um, he used to do these things called periscopes. Uh, you kids don't know what periscope was. I don't know if you remember periscope, Mike, but I do. Yeah. they were these live. So I would watch him and he like, I was like, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? And um, so I like would DM him like, hey man. And I ask him questions and he'd actually DM me back. And I was, I didn't have any, now people DM me back because I got followers or whatever, but he just DM me back and I was a nobody, you know? And uh, he was such a good friend to me back in the day. And so to see him, you know, grow and uh, build a shop and, and provide training. My boy, John Pajak was there yesterday. It's like, this is unbelievable, man. So um, it's cool what you guys are doing because you could have just built your business, Mike, and Caleb could have just built his business and just made a bunch of money and lived a good life. But you're investing back into um, folks who, want, you know, want and need this information. So keep going, dude. I appreciate that. And to you yourself, I mean, when I started the podcast, I took a look on the podcasting, what it was Apple podcast searched and green industry pops up and I'm like, Oh, who's this guy? I, I didn't realize that there was more people podcasting. And, uh, and then I reached out to you and, and, uh, here we are, you know, three years later, four years later from whatever that was. So, uh, Paul, the, I can't believe the amount of episodes that you publish on an ongoing basis to, you know, keep content coming in people's ears. It's, it's pretty incredible, man. Thanks, Mike. Well, is there anything uh, we're leaving out here? You want to share with my audience? I I would say uh, since, you know, we've already kind of covered all that stuff. We we do have a new podcast and uh, as Caleb Amon kindly put it, it's not for everyone. But if you are looking for a little bit more entertainment in in the work week, uh, we do have a podcast called Not Our Finest Hour. It is uh, a podcast that includes me, um, Paver King, who is uh, Mike Pennington from also the Toronto area, and Chad of Landscape Daddy or Natural Design Landscapes. And we just sit down once a week. It's become one of uh, the things that I look forward to most in my week especially with, uh, you know, just kind of putting everything out there that happened in the week, whether it's frustrations that we experienced on the job site or things personally, and we just kind of throw them out there. So uh, if you're looking for a little bit of entertainment rather than value, though there is a little bit of value sprinkled in there, uh, Not Our Finest Hour is our new podcast there. There you go. That's that's exciting, man. And, and folks, especially I, I'm more familiar with lawn care 
So someone starts working, especially in the spring and summer at 8 a.m., and, you know, they listen to a podcast, and they want to listen to another one, another one, another one, and then it's like, they're like, hey, Paul, it's noon, and I already went through the the lineup of listening to Fullerton and Almond and yourself and, and so many others, Andrew Martinez, these guys, and Jeremiah Jennings, and, and, and I can't keep track with all these defense industry. There's 10, 12 podcasts, but not everyone puts one out every day, and so there's still room for more uh, podcasts. And I find personally from looking at our analytics, the entertainment shows are the ones that get more um, play and retention and things like that. Like we could talk education and add all kind of value and stuff like that. But people like when it's kind of off script and you're just kind of talking authentic shop um, folks eat that up. So that there's a lot of truth to that, Paul, like some of my favorite episodes of yours on the green industry podcast are when you have recurring guests on uh, like people that we hear quite often. And it kind of goes against uh, what you would think, because you would think if you see the same guest again and again, you know, uh, maybe they're just covering the same things. But I find my favorite podcasts of yours are those recurring guests that you see time and time again, because you've got that rapport with them. Right. And a lot right. more comes out than just uh, and, uh, education and value. Well, my problem, like, is my reoccurring guests, then they start their own podcast. Case in point, <laughs> Naylor Tally Farrow, he used to go on tours with me and would like, he would set up my podcast board. He, he'd, he'd, uh, he, he knew more about it than me. He had everything ready, bring me my water. Everything was perfect. And I, he was my unofficial co-host. And then he's like, you know, I have so much fun doing this. He's like, I'm just going to start my own show. So then he started the LCR media podcast. And then I found an absolute gem, Jeremiah Jennings. I'd always have him, you know, I loved having him on my podcast. Now he's blowing up. He's probably got more listeners than me, man. He's uh really popular. He's got a Monday show where he does um, marriage Mondays, which is very good. I'm taking notes as a single guy, but um, it's, that's not his only show. He has other ones, but that, that specific um, niche uh, is really popular. So anyway, the guys that are like constantly on my show are having so much fun podcasting. Uh, and of course, Caleb Allman, he was a reoccurring guest still is, but, um, we were in Florida in January of 20, I forget what year it was, but he's like, can you help me set up my podcast? And so I set him up and he blew my expectations away. I didn't think he was going to stick with it. And I even told him that I was like, Caleb, it's a lot of hard work, man. I was like, I don't think he got what it takes because I know how much hard work it is. And he's running a million dollar business and he's got three kids. And I was like talking him out of it. And he way proved me wrong, man. K contractor podcast is not Mr. Beatty, you know, cranks out three a week without fail. Yeah. It's incredible for sure. So man, I can go on and on. Fullerton used to be on my show at the time. He started his own. So I'm running, I'm running out of my uh, Joe Rogan guests. Cause Joe Rogan has the same dudes um, on again and again, but they're, like you said, once they build that rapport, then they really go deep and, you know, start talking about crazy stuff, which I like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, I am uh, using the, I think I'm using the free version of Zoom. So eventually it's going to kick me off here. I, I used to have the paid version, $14.99, but I'm trying to save some money. So I I cut back on my lifestyle, but sometimes I regret it. But um, <laughs> anyway... Tell us, Mike, how someone can connect with your po your um, podcast and then your training um, resources. It, it, I'll just shoot you to one area that you can find it all. Just go to Instagram, How to Hardscape, connect with us there. You'll see stories there every once in a while, kind of promoting different things. And, 
you'll find everything that we got going on over there. So how to hardscape, or if you need a website, how to hardscape.com anywhere you go, how to hardscape. You build websites. I do. I, I didn't build know this. Websites. Yeah. Really? Well, here, well, here, go ahead. It, it's kind of how I got started in this whole online thing. Uh, back in 2014, I started to uh, get into this whole online thing and learn about podcasts and the first podcast that I listened to was an entrepreneurship podcast. And they were like, you need to start a website. You need to. Do-. So I learned how to start a website and kind of like build up my skills through, you know, being able to start my first podcast and then this podcast. And uh, that's kind of how I've gone through, I guess. Well, there you go. Well, if you guys need a budget, a website or a good laugh, uh, make sure you follow uh, Mike Pletz and everything you got going on. So I appreciate you being back on the show man it's always a joy and uh thank you for your time thanks paul i appreciate it the know your numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that i wish i had you see success requires more than us just working in our business we must learn how to work on our business and in the know your numbers training program you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activity as a lawn care business owner and never chase those unpaid invoices again we'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process so we will cover all of this and so much more as john Pajak and i are the teachers in this e-training program it's called know your numbers it's available at our resource center at the green industry podcast.com hey it's marty producer of the green industry podcast This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.